All right. Can you hear me better? I can hear me better. So, all right. We saw that the peace with God is available to all who turn to God in repentance and faith. Just the volume here a little bit. Can you still hear me? All right. Um, so this week we're going to continue the study and the list of assurances that a believer has. So if you turn in your Bible to Romans chapter 5, we will begin reading in verse 1. Now, I'm always, when I prepare and you preach, and after I think about what I preached on, I say, I look at it and I say, you know, you only covered one thing. Some people can preach and cover whole gobble stuff, but I, I can't. Maybe I talk too slow. I don't know what it is, but I only cover one thing at a time. We might be able to cover two things today, so it'll be a lot. So you might have to go out and get lunch or something and come back. <laughs> All right, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that the tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a right, for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if, uh, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for the opportunity to explain your word. Father, we thank you for that opportunity to preach your word today. Father, we just humbly ask that you would help us to do that well today. Help us as we listen. Help us as we hear. Help us Help me as I speak to be clear about your word. And Father, we ask that people will that hear your word preached and proclaimed today that you would save many people. 
because we understand that it's by the hearing of your word that salvation comes. And Father, we thank you for that, and we thank you for your word. And Father, we just thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. So we begin this verse, um, verse 1, it says, uh, through, through our Lord Jesus Christ, um, that's the last part of verse 1, it says the whole gospel is through Jesus Christ. The gospel is not that Jesus died on a cross. The gospel is not just that Jesus died for our sin. The gospel is not only that Jesus died for our sin and my sin and your sin. It is much more than that. Jesus often said that we had to do, he had to do these things to fulfill the scripture. And that was a long time before he died on the cross. So we see and we understand that the gospel is wrapped up in Christ leaving heaven to become a man. We understand that Jesus is God and he's God incarnate. He's God in the flesh. So it's his, it's his life, it's his birth in Bethlehem all the way to his death in Jerusalem. That is the content of the gospel. Because Christ came to earth and he lived for 30 years. And that whole time it was a perfect life. There was never a sin. There was a never a gray area in his life where it might be thought of as sin. He was the perfect man. And in becoming flesh, he could say, I was tempted in all points as you are yet without sin. He became a man in flesh and blood. He was born of a woman, just as we are. He lived a perfect life for 30 years. Not one sin had he ever committed. He was the perfect man. He was the God-man. He got hungry. He got filled. He slept and he got tired. He cried and he grieved and he rejoiced. He was hot and got sweaty. And he was cold and he, got sh he shivered. He worked and he rested. He was tempted like we are, but without sin. He was betrayed and beaten and bruised for our iniquity. He was crucified on a cross of wood. He went to the cross with the weight of sin but not the weight of his sin, but the weight of all that would come to be saved. Men did much to get Christ on that cross, but he went willingly. The Roman or the Jewish leaders wanted him there. The Romans nailed him there, but it was my sin and your sin that held him there. You see, it was the wrath of God that was the real burden on the cross. 
Crucifixion is a cruel way to die. But it was the righteous wrath of God, not for his wrongdoing, but the, for the wrongdoing of men and women and boys and girls that made the cross eternally cruel. It was his sinless life as a man in the flesh that made his death an atonement for sin, for our sin. You see, the gospel is wrapped up in Jesus coming to earth, his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Later in this portion of scripture, we will learn that his death reconciled us to God. But it was his life that saved us. So we say that it is through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we say that, what we're saying, as R.C. Sproul puts it, is just shorthand for saying we're saved through Christ. We're saved. We often say that we're justified by faith. Just shorthand that we're justified through Jesus Christ. Jesus made it all possible. Romans uh, 5.2 says, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. By whom, in that verse, is referring back to Jesus. Therefore, just to rephrase what that verse says, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have access into this grace wherein we stand. So this grace that we stand in is the second assurance of salvation in this list that Paul gives here. We saw last week that we're at peace with God. It's not the peace of God, it's peace with God. We talked about that in length that peace follows war. And that war was because of our sin. We're constantly at war with God. But we have peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And now, because of that, we stand in grace. Standing in grace is God showing or giving divine favor toward man. It's giving divine favor to me, to you, and all who are saved. We sometimes ask God to be gracious. And when he does, that's grace. You know, we saw, we see in uh, Psalms chapter four, verse one, it says, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. So we ask God to be gracious and hear our prayer. And when he hears our prayers, that's grace. Sometimes we ask God for healing. Psalm 6-2 says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. 
when we pray that prayer, when we read that psalm, that's asking God to be gracious. And when he does, that's grace. It was grace when Gail Hodges went home. It was gracious. It was grace. Sometimes we ask God to be gracious and redeem. Psalms 26, 11 says, but as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me and be merciful unto me. That's grace when he redeems. It's grace. Sometimes we ask for pardon. Psalms 51 verse 1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. That's asking for pardon. That's asking God to be gracious towards your iniquity, towards your sin. Go ahead and turn in your Bible to Exodus chapter 33, and we're going to spend a little time there looking at several verses. That just really shows us God's grace. Exodus chapter 33. When God knows your name, it's grace. What it says in verse 12, he says, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thy name. That's grace. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Look at verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. You see, when God knows you by name, that's grace. Look at verse 13. It says, And that says, when God directs the way that you should go, that's grace. Verse 13 says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider this thy nation is thy people. When God directs your path, That's grace. When you know the presence of God, it's grace. Look at verses 14. It says, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not from hence. Verse 16, it says, for wherein, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? If God goes with you, 
It's grace. It's a sign of grace. So shall we be separated, I and thy people, for all the people that are upon the face of the earth. So you understand that all these things, when we ask God to be gracious to us, and he is, is grace. Verse 19 in Exodus, it says that he, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So you see, when God shows mercy, and when God shows grace, it's a gift. He doesn't have to do it. It's a gift. And as I was studying, I was reminded of the song we sang last week, Yet Not I, But Christ in Me. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life is wholly bound to him. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing, all is mine. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. So I want to challenge you today. If you don't know that peace with God, if you don't know peace with God, or if you know that you're not standing in the grace of God, there's but one thing to do, and that's to turn to him in repentance and faith. Turn to God, repenting of all those ways that we try to reach him on our own. When we try to bring our good works and say, God, look at this, how good I am. Repent of that. Turn away from that. It's sin. And in faith, Place your faith in Christ. Put your faith in the finished work of Christ. Because there's no more that needs to be given but Christ. Christ. He can save to the uttermost. It is Christ that can save us all the way to heaven, not to the top of these trees all the way there to the uttermost so let's stand and we'll pray Father again we thank you for your amazing grace and those that have experienced it can truly say how sweet the sound Father we thank you and we praise you and we honor you for that and we thank you that we can come to Christ and the finished work that he accomplished is enough 
is more than enough. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So please remain standing for our last song.